We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Friday, everybody. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast. We have weathered the storm of Thursday. No trades today, at least for the Arizona Cardinals. We can all laugh at Trey Lance and company in San Francisco. But in all seriousness, welcome to the program. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. What's up to everybody on a quiet football Friday, Bo Brock, ahead of what I think is a pretty pivotal Week three preseason finale against the Minnesota Vikings. But, you know, of course, today's going to be highlighted mostly by the quarterback room for our precious Redbirds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there's a lot of roster spots to be made come tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see how Jonathan Gannon navigates preseason week three. We started to see a couple of how different philosophies at play. Uh, but, you know, the New York Jets, they're going to roll even with Aaron Rodgers out there. I think he makes his Jets debut uh, in preseason week three, it's not, you know, the old philosophy, the final preseason game is just for the guys trying to make the roster. There's still work to be done as far as just getting players up to speed as far as new systems potentially and getting uh, getting ready to hit the ground running come the opener of the NFL season. Uh, what's up, Chase? What's up, Michael Levins? What's up, everybody in the chat picking spreads? We see you there. I, I've never seen a run. I, I got to give credit where it's due. To my co-host as far as vindication I, I mean this is unbelievable I mean on the heels of Simmons being dealt out of town you sure. report on the interest in Joshua Dobbs sure. coming even to fruition and not the way we expected but yet still he, he's here and we'll talk yes. about that as an Arizona Cardinal uh, and now I mean the one you like to have the most fun with Trey Lance is now no longer with the San Francisco 49ers giving up all those picks to go from uh, 12 to 3 and the guy what did he, how many starts did he get 3 4 
I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. And then like that's that's not even what I had insight on. That's just, oh, you watch games with your eyes and he's not any good. <laughs> what are you doing there, Kyle Shanahan? It's great. It's great that Twitter real quick bullied Kyle Shanahan into taking Trey Lance because yeah. he undoubtedly wanted Mac Jones and everybody now is, you know, listen, their their roster's stacked. They've done a great job. They're a very well coached team. They're they're favored to win the division for a reason. Their quarterback situation is far from settled. Like Trey Lance is gone. Now Brock Purdy's arm is, you know, Robocop arm, and you're banking <laughs> on him having the same kind of tur turnover luck you had last year. Good luck, guys. I mean, right. just, they wanted – here's what happened. They got their, their ass kicked by Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, and they're like, got to get one of those. Where do we get one of those? Oh, let's take the <laughs> ultimate project at the collegiate level. And it just it, – it was a disaster in the most epic yeah. fashion. It's the greatest draft bungled trade in NFL history. There's nothing comparable to it. I don't think we'll ever see anything comparable. A fourth-round pick, as people have pointed out on Twitter, Joshua Dobbs went for a fifth-round pick. yesterday. <laughs> our boy, our boy Josh Dobbs, who – is a better player than Trey Lance right now. Don't get it right. twisted. Trey Lance, it's the untapped potential, right? Right. My guy, Josh Dobbs, for a fifth rounder over bust Trey Lance. You love to see it. Monty Ossenfort uh, getting a fifth rounder in return for a backup tackle. Maybe a, not even a back a backup to the backup tackle and Josh Jones from Houston. Yeah. But he continues. He, I mean, we all have that guy in our fantasy league, right? Where you just take advantage of him. It's just, yeah. it's money in the bank as far as just trade robbery. And uh, he's got, he has identified Nick Casario and the Houston Texans as an absolute absolute mark for him to uh, take advantage of. He has three of their uh, top five picks in the upcoming draft, man. I mean, it's uh it's been a fun week and it's, it's only going to get even more interesting as far as the game tomorrow, you know, Buda Baker's talking, coming off the practice field. Like he's excited for the game tomorrow. Like, are we going to see Buda tomorrow? I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, he played in, I think two series, the previous preseason game. And then we'll see you posted on your Twitter, Joshua Dobbs, giving us some insight into, you know, last 24 hours of his life. And he made it sound like, and he could have just been saying this and not had the full story, but he was saying he's pretty much going from Cleveland, Ohio to Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's even going to travel up there to Minneapolis and, and be with his new teammates. Yeah, we speculated off air after yesterday's show, like what was the plan going to be for Joshua Dobbs? And I think we hit the, the nail on the head. Like why go to Minnesota and stand on the sideline of Saturday's game? Like why not go get settled with, you know, your your training staff, your coaches who are still there, the players that are there, um, and and get ready for practice next week, a pivotal practice where it's like very much like they're not going to name a starter after Saturday's game or Sunday's game, we presume. Like, I, I don't think we're we're gonna have a starter until the week of the regular season, week one against the Commanders. So you can go through that process of right. prepping as the starter for the Commanders. And Joshua Dobbs gonna get reps, I believe, with the with the ones next week at some point. I don't have that source directly now, but Clayton Toon can help himself certainly tomorrow. Does Colt McCoy play tomorrow? We're gonna we're gonna talk about that, but I, I do want to start off with the report, the full report that we sure. talked about yesterday's show from I, I guess our friends. Are they even our friends at Pro no. Football Network? I don't I won't associate with it supposedly anymore. I mean, still a thing. I don't that's like sporting news esque to me, and I'm not here to rip on publications, but it was a it was a joke article that is completely based on non-facts and people are running with it as facts. So basically yesterday while Bo and I were doing the show talking about the plethora of moves, people are trying to connect the dots as social media does and basically saying that, well, because you traded away Isaiah Simmons 
and you're trading for Josh Dobbs and Josh Jones is gone, you are tanking. And subsequently, Kyler Murray will not right. play this year, to which we've debunked multiple times on the show since the show has been over. The Cardinals are not operating like that. I don't know where that's coming from other than people trying to grab clout because they know, well, the Cardinals aren't going to dispel this because, of course, they're they're going through their process. He, we don't even think he's coming off pup yet. So we can open the show with this, Bo Brock, but I can, I can double down today, reach back out to a source, and I'm like, any insight to this at all? Because yesterday I got information like there's st- it's still business as usual. Mm-hmm. Double down today. They they plan on Kyler Murray playing for this team this year. Yeah, yeah, it makes complete sense. I mean that that follows suit with their actions this entire training camp with his him continuing to attack his rehab and the the little that we've gotten from Jonathan Gannon and Monty Osafort. I don't think they're tight lipped from you know just trying to play it as close to their vest as possible for strategy or for whatever reason to ke- create some sort of smokescreen like. Monty Osenfort point blank told us during his media availability during the training camp that when Kyler Murray is healthy and ready to go, they will not hesitate to put him on the playing field. No matter what the circumstances as far as surrounding this team, as far as win-loss record or who's available as far as the offensive or defensive line or playmakers or anything, Monty Osenfort said definitively when Kyler Murray is ready to go, they won't hesitate to put him out there. Jonathan Gannon, He's maintained the entire time. He won't slap a timeline on this thing. Uh, He says he's maintained it's linear. It's a day-to-day thing, and it continues to be. And Kyler Murray continues to be at the facility. He was with the team at joint practice in Minnesota and some great highlights coming from there where he's hanging out with fans. Uh, But Kyler Murray continues to attack his rehab, and we have the quote from Kyler Murray saying, you know, the goal was week one. And it's great for Kyler Murray to have that goal, for the player to have that in mind. It's great for Jonathan Gannon to have in his mind, hey, we want to contend this year, but then there's the there's reality, right? And the challenges of rehabbing uh, not only an ACL tear, but also you had worked on it as meniscus. And Kyler Murray, you know, it's, it's going to be a process. But the idea that because the Arizona Cardinals roster is not built for contention right now and that they might be having an eye on, on the top quarterback in the draft, that they would just sit Kyler Murray to help, you know, improve, prove their odds is ridiculous. And it, it's, it's not from any kind of valid source at all. The guy that wrote the article for Pro Football Network, and this is the quote that we pulled from the article. I say I would clipped it so you don't have to go there and give them any click because that's got to be what they're looking for. Yeah. Quote, according to some close to the situation, the Cardinals are telling people privately that Murray is more than likely not expected to play this year. This is via some guy that covers 49ers, Rams, Alabama, Fresno State, Cal Stanford, and San Jose State. And this guy, above Johnny Venerable, above myself, above everybody that covers this team on a day-to-day basis, this guy got the scoop somehow, Bo, and they decided to run with it. Read this those, just, read those credentials one more time. What's that? Read those credentials one more time. This guy's bylines are PFN, CFN, heavy on sports. He covers the Niners, Rams, Alabama, Fresno State, Cal, Stanford, San Jose State. That's and he like, doesn't, you can't reply to any of his tweets either. That's like the IHOP menu. You know, when you go to the when I when you go to IHOP and there's there's a ton of shit on the menu and it's like, uh-oh, I don't know. The, the, the more stuff you offer, the the more it's shitty, right? It's like you go to those restaurants, they got like eight to ten things. You're like, I'm in good shape here, right? You yeah, the IHOP menu, it folds out like eight pages. That's that guy, that guy's credentials <laughs> right there. But in all seriousness, like 
Here, here's how you know this show's being genuine. Bo and I have had this conversation this offseason about why I, I've I've questioned, like, well, if the Cardinals are one and seven, one and eight, why bring Kyler Murray back? Like, I can I can wrap my head around the logic of that. If somebody wants to make that argument as a theory and you're yeah. making a case, we'll have that conversation. We've had that conversation for six months. But to come out and definitively say that when I know, when you know, when people that we trust know Jonathan Gannon definitively is trying to win games this year and build a culture and they go to Kyler Murray's Heisman statue unveiling and they've done everything. They want Kyler Murray to be a part of this team. They want Kyler Murray to be their quarterback. They're not thinking about Caleb Williams like they'll scout him this year. But right now they plan on when Kyler Murray gets cleared and he practices, he will be their starting quarterback at some time this year. Again, and I can make the argument. It is that a mistake if you're 0 and 8? It might be, right? But that's not where they're thinking. That's not how they're thinking, right? They're not thinking about securing the number one overall pick to set themselves up. They're thinking about, I mean, Gannon partially, and people will not uh, ever admit this in the public and the media, took this job because of his belief that he's got a quarterback that he can win big with. Monty Austin Ford won games with Ryan Tannehill in, in Tennessee. He saw that culture there with a quarterback that is not in any spectrum as talented as Kyler Murray mm-hmm. has been cast off by the Miami Dolphins. They were winning like AFC South titles every year. They had the number one seed two years ago when the Cardinals put up about 40 points and Austin Ford sit in front row and Kyler's scoring five touchdowns in the opener. So I, I, again, it's just, there are facts and there's speculation and then there's yeah. whatever the fuck that is. And it's, it's, it's not legitimate and people shouldn't run with it. It's not. If you're if you're pro football network and, and they've had some very highly respected football minds and reporters that, that work for that organization continue to um, for them to try to pass this along as as facts and reporting. It's it's just it's it's malpractice. It's yeah. it's brutal because then you see these other like these uh, these news Twitter accounts like JPA and I think it's like ML football and NFL rum rums or whatever. Rum, and they'll Stiltskin. Yeah. A lot of people, <laughs> he's a great man. He uh, as far as, I mean, these, the, the, they'll, they'll just take all this, all, all these quotes, all these reports, and, and then they'll funnel them out into social media because now they can make money off of it. And people take it as, as fact and it's just that's where it gets irresponsible and and the fact that some guy who claims to cover the Niners and Alabama football and the Rams and Fresno State also San Jose State and Big Sky Conference football and Taco Bell University yeah and and the AFC South and this guy guy has a direct line to somebody in the know about Kyler Murray like I I find that is about as far-fetched as is anything I've heard recently. I just, unless it's coming from Pelissaro or especially exactly. Rapid because even, you know, I was watching ESPN today and Dan Graziano was on there, right? And he's given insight into the Jets camp. Dan Graziano went over with this franchise in January. He said, really good chance that Vance Joseph's the next head coach and they're going to have dual GMs and Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. Like that didn't happen. Dan Graziano is a, a great reporter, does great stuff for ESPN. Like I, I think the days of the media outside of this program and some some other people and it's not like we're breaking scoops every day but people who think they can go for this franchise for direct pipeline especially on kyler murray are dead wrong because one individual has left the building his name is steve kime mm-hmm. like steve kime would put out we know this propaganda anti-kyler murray propaganda to the media to make himself and michael bidwell and company look better right right that's what the homework clause was all about that was an embarrassment for everybody 
including Kyler Murray, unfortunately, because his, his franchise didn't handle that well. Yeah. Everything that has come from the Austin for Gannon era has been to prop up number one, to show him he is loved and embraced. The coaching staff, they're around all the time. They they have been in unison in sync this entire offseason. So why yeah. all of a sudden would this just come out from Joe Blow on Twitter and 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 basically undermine everything that the Cardinals have done this offseason? It's because people want to guess and connect the dots and fit a narrative that that doesn't exist. And it's unfortunate because to your point, and I love Twitter, it's what it's what makes Twitter toxic for a lot of people is pay for a blue check mark, which you and I both do for the content, right? To be able to put out longer videos and longer tweets. But then subsequently, oh, I can get paid for my tweets. And if I just make shit up and speculate, I can get a bunch of clicks and retweets and people will run with it like it's actual news when in all reality, it's not. Yeah, free matter for the blind. I, I think I took a couple of night courses at Taco Bell U as well. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> couple got a couple course credits there at Taco Bell U. It was it was legit. I think it's actually going to be in the Pac-12 after uh, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is what would happen if Monty Osford on his phone somehow received a text message from the guy at the Pro Football Network and his many other uh, credits that he has on his re- resume. Uh, he's getting, it, it's going to say, Hey, the, you message blocking is active. That, that's going to be the first thing that he receives in return from, from Monty Austin I mean, as, as close to the vest as, as they've played it. And then as transparent as they tried to be, and to just tell the st- what's going on with their franchise quarterback to your point, to kind of lift him up after the previous regime c- did everything to cut him down and continue to do so. Uh, I mean, it, it's the most, it makes it's in line with nothing that we've seen this entire time under Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon. It's just, I, I, I'm, I can't believe, you know, do you know why yes, it you is? Can. You can't believe it. Yeah, you can't believe I can it. because Kyler Murray gets clicks. He's one of the more polarizing figures in all of sports right now. And people say, okay, well, this just seems to, to make sense to me. A team that has, has traded away some of their marquee names and the roster isn't up to snuff. And he's coming back from a significant injury. And here's what we think we know about Kyler Murray. So I'm just going to put this out because who's going to call me on my shit? No one. It's like they're they're talking about it. Like you're, he put caveats in there too in that. Oh graphic. yeah, Damon, put that back up. And I potentially did a great job in, in highlighting about this. it. It's more than likely giving himself outs. That's called an out clause in an article to cover your ass. Cya. Put your name on it. Either say the Cardinals are going to play Kyler Murray or they're not. Right. right. But he won't do that because he doesn't know. According because to he- some close to the situation who might be within the realm of a possibility of the Arizona Cardinals pro football organization are telling them privately that Kyler Murray is more than likely, maybe not expected to, but might could be expected to play this year. I mean, it's just, it's word gymnastics. It's in its verbal vomit too. I went time. to a fortune teller and they told me this was <laughs> happening. So I'm putting it on uh pro football network. I love this one. KK in the chat. My source says PFN is not a reliable source. That's a good source. Then I would keep yeah. that one. A couple super chats here off the bat. Alex 499. Thank you so much, Alex. How to be an NFL writer. Number one, make something <laughs> up about Kyler Murray. hundred percent. Easy, easy peasy, right? It's it's right. what we all go to journalism school for. It's what we all aspire to be. And, yeah, um, you yeah. sit down in the job interview. What are your hot takes on Kyler Murray? Let me let me tell you. He loves vids. He's yeah. not going to work out this off season. He's going to gain a bunch of weight, right? He doesn't like his teammates. They don't like him. Oh, hold you're, on, you're hired. You, you ready for a short joke? It's <laughs> like, all right, we've heard it all at this point. 
Uh, picking spreads, dollar ninety nine. My mind is still absolutely blown about Trey Lance. Listen, I I found some time yesterday to bask in the glory of of <laughs> Trey Lance being a mega bust, and now I think we can all. This is a great news drop by the the Niners too, because I think they they're trying to hide it on a Friday afternoon. Right. We'll all just enjoy it, like enjoy your long weekend and enjoy knowing that the San Francisco 49ers, I know everybody wants to talk about Brock Purdy costing them nothing. He also is incredibly limited. Like, let's be real. He needs a roster like this, in my opinion, to be able to elevate him. So they could win a bunch of games this year. They drafted Trey Lance to carry their franchise. You want to carry, like Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. Kyler Murray was drafted number one because his attributes, his ability, gives the Cardinals a best, the best chance to win, to be carried, right? Brock Purdy is a average quarterback who's above average intellect, feeds into Kyle Shanahan what he wants from his quarterback, and they've got pro bowlers, to their credit, all up and down the roster. And eventually that that time is is going to come where, you know, Nick Bosa is sitting out right now. He hasn't been paid yet. I mean, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, it's a who's who's roster. It just we'll, we'll just wait and see what it looks like in about 18 months. And is this how, true? So, so revisiting that trade. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins who traded from from third down to 12. Yes. Got Tyreek. So they got Jay, they ended up trading back up. They got Jalen Waddle, right? Right. So they got him at six. Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, and then was somehow it's tied to because they traded out of the spot for Micah Parsons. Damon, is yeah, that right? It's tied, it's tied with Dallas, too. Yeah. yeah it's so the they, worst trade in NFL history. They got like Bradley, Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle essentially from that one deal. <laughs> so great. Listen. We had the graphic yesterday made by Damon Dog about how bad Steve Kime was in the draft. Yeah, this is making me feel a little bit better. Cardinal Sin yeah. 96, $5.09. Thank you so much for that super chat. Bullshit detected feels more like anti K1 propaganda. Absolutely. I'm not K1's biggest fan, but I want to give him a child shot, shot with his offense. Let's go. This is like the most adult take I've seen this offseason. Like you cannot like Kyler Murray. And that's okay. You're welcome on this program to interact and hang out. But like, let's let's be realistic. Let's be respectful. And too many people make it personal with K1, which is gross. <laughs> right. Uh, as far as who's going to be playing the quarterback position in the interim for K1, are we going to get into that discussion yet? Or are you still want to bask in? I don't know. Well, picking spreads is leading us right into it. What do we think of this super chat, Bo Brock? I'll let you take it away here and give a give a soft prediction right now. So. I, I am I am kind of scaling back on Kyler Murray coming off pup next week on Tuesday before the deadline. I, I just think that it's it puts the Cardinals probably more in a compromising position because if he's if he's removed from pup, then the window opens for 21 days uh, as far as him and him being put placed on the active roster. And I think that's where things get messy for Kyler Murray. So then, then you have five quarterbacks, presumably. Well, I mean, I think you can easily cut two of them for sure. I mean, Driscoll Blau, right? No, no, no. Am, am I miscounting? So Kyler Murray, yeah, Joshua Dobbs, yep. Clayton Toon, Colt McCoy, David Blau. There's five. And then, and then you got you got to cut you cut David Blau, right? That's yeah. easy. Then you have four. What if Colt McCoy's like, I'm not leaving? Are you cutting Colt McCoy? I mean, I think they, they have the cap space in, in order to do so, like to where they're not, I, I don't know. I think that they hold on. I think with, with Kyler, real, like realistically probably going on pop, right? 
So that takes him out of the running for the first four weeks of the season. I think the trade yesterday all but solidified Kyler Murray staying on Pup, which is unfortunate. But as a caveat, with what we've seen from Colt McCoy, at least the front office was proactive and said, enough is enough. We cannot do this to our fan base where Colt McCoy is going to play six weeks. We just right. can't, I, we can't do that. Yeah. And, and I think we need to get into a conversation, maybe even a debate about, you know, where the depth chart is right now. Okay. Let's because, do that. The first yeah. thing we're going to talk, talk to everybody about that. Um, so I, have you guys checked the line at bed MGM for tomorrow's preseason finale? So Nick Mullins, a former Niner QB, uh, who's probably better than Trey Lance is starting for the Vikings <laughs> tomorrow. Um, and had had a rough week of practice. I saw a couple Cardinals pick Nick Mullins off yesterday, so I'm checking this in real time. Our friends at BetMGM, Cardinals and Vikings go at it. Cardinals only a one-and-a-half-point underdog. I would assume Clayton Toon's going to play a bunch. Uh, I love this bet right now on BetMGM. You can parlay at Cardinals plus one-and-a-half or just take their money line. I'm going to take their money line at plus 105. I also love the over in this game, 38-and-a-half. I'm going to parlay these two together. I'm going to tell you in real time, if I put... And I got some other bets in here. I close them up here. I I, I need to clean up my life here. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with a little ten spot or fifteen spot for your boys. So fifteen um, is hefty little payout there on BetMGM. BetMGM, by the way, like the perfect time if you've been putting it off. First of all, what are you waiting for? Sign up now. Use that sweet sweet promo code PHNX. Bonus bet Friday. What's today? Oh, it's Friday. Log in at any point today or this weekend. We're gonna hook you up all weekend. Claim your bonus bet on the house. So if you're thinking, I want to bump that little tasty prop, cards plus 105, do it with a bonus bet on PHNX. Sign up for with BetMGM. Again, use that uh, bonus code PHNX. Tons of different offers, especially the one for our Arizona folks. Place your first bet offer. Receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if it loses. Love the Cardinals tomorrow. Love BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. It's going to be early start tomorrow with the 10 o'clock kickoff, 9.30 pregame here. You can bet that Johnny, myself, maybe even our new co-host, Britton Golden, we're going to have a fresh Four Peaks ice cold one popped for the pregame and for our viewing experience here at the PHNX Studios because Four Peaks is the official beer sponsor of PHNX Sports, and we love Four Peaks. You can't think about the state of Arizona without its premier craft brewery that's been in Tempe for uh, the last 25 years. Follow them on social media at Four Peaks Brew, at Four Peaks Pub. They unleash all their great products, upcoming things like tapping, pumpkin porter. It's already been done. You can go get it uh, at their 8th Street location in Tempe, and also check out their delicious menu from appetizers to entrees to desserts. You can't go wrong with Four Peaks, delicious food across the board, and of course, couple it with unbelievable elite beer that's brewed right here in Arizona. Four Peaks, follow them on social. Got to be 21 years or older when we ask that you drink it responsibly. Uh, Perfect transition here. I'll be responsible with the Super Chat. Picking spreads, keeping it lively today. Thank you so much, our guy. $1.99, why are we so confident Dobbs is starting week one, by the way? Um, 
I think that brings us into this this next topic of conversation, trying to sift through this quarterback depth chart that currently is without Kyler Murray. And I think Bo and I are on the record now of saying that I think the likelihood of K-1 being activated before Tuesday is not, not great, but it is a better reality, a better landing spot when you have Joshua Dobbs as compared to Colt McCoy. Dobbs is going to get about two weeks of practice to be able to start against the commanders. Colt McCoy was unwatchable and unplayable based on his tape against the Vikings this week in practice. That's what I've been told, and then that's what we've seen with our own eyes from people that have been in Minnesota. Uh, Colt McCoy had a terrible week. They had to pull the ripcord to get Joshua Dobbs. Had Colt McCoy, Bo Brock, played okay this past week, Joshua Dobbs is not (laughs) likely here. So now we're at the point now where they have thrust this guy into this competition on the fly, specifically opting not to name somebody. They were asked this week. Mm-hmm. Who's your QB1 for the Commanders? We haven't named somebody yet. And then they they use one of Monty Austin for it. This isn't Steve Kime throwing away a fifth-round pick when he sneezes. This is Monty Austin for it, treasuring his draft picks. He says, guys, we got we to gotta send a pick to, to Cleveland. We got to clean this mess up. So I, I would say this is the one show that's very confident that if Dobbs isn't starting, he's going to be in the hard mix to start week one, Bo Brock. Yeah, I mean, just watching the regular season finale, watch the tape between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was a, a playoff team, right? Yeah. They, they were a team that won a playoff, won a playoff game, game, stormed back past uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers for uh, uh, just an electric rally from behind victory. Uh, but, you know, that was a good team, and, and the Titans were in the thick of things in the finale, and they lost by a scoop-and-score touchdown to the Jags. And unfortunately, it was Dobbs that had coughed up the football. He was playing behind, you know, a, a, a battered, and as far as their offensive line goes, just not up to NFL standards. It included current Arizona Cardinal Dennis Daly, who was playing left tackle at the time. And if you ask any Titans fan, Dennis Daly has no business playing left tackle in the NFL another game. Uh, but if you watch the tape, I thought Josh Dobbs made throws that I don't think Colt McCoy is capable of making any longer. Like, you know, from, from hash to hash or from hash one, an opposite hash to the sideline. I think that Joshua Dobbs has that throw in his repertoire. And I think that he's got uh, most of them that you need from an NFL quarterback. He's got the athleticism. He certainly has the athleticism that you want more so than Colt McCoy. I know McCoy will, it will show up every once in a while. I think he's rushed for first down his two uh, preseason appearances, but it's not where Josh Dobbs is. I think his athleticism is there. I think the arm strength is, is, is there still struggles as far as the accuracy, but he's probably in a way better spot than a uh, Clayton tune. And there's a key to drew Petsing's offense that is has been kind of expressed throughout last season when he was working with Deshaun Watson and uh, Jacoby Brissett and in the preseason, Josh Dobbs and now Colt McCoy and the quarterbacks and with the Arizona Cardinals is, is the footwork and Josh Dobbs has that down. And I think that that's a key part as well. And I just think, you know, as far as Colt McCoy, he might be quarterback one right now for this team. He might be the starting quarterback, but as far as, as far as that goes, his he's on thin ice. Like it's like Lake Pleasant ice that doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, he's he's just gonna fall through at some point. And just the, the younger Dobbs, I think, is gonna get the edge. Like I don't want to knock on other programs and other publications that are saying that this is simply a, a move for insurance to if just in case Colt McCoy goes down. Like I, I'm sorry, look at what Colt McCoy's done this this off season, and tell me they feel confident. Of course they don't. They're, they're going out. Why is Dobbs here? That literally you read around 
this team right now. And it's like, this is just insurance. Right. Colts, Colts got this job on lock. He has had the most uninspiring off-season training camp preseason I can ever remember for a starter for this team. At least like Kevin Cobb and John Skelton would like let it rip and, and could lead a couple touchdown drives every now and then during that horrific nightmare of a season. But Col- literally Colt McCoy, it's sad. He can barely function. And this show told you not to do a bunch of this show today, but we're going to do that <laughs> because we're we're taking our victory lap. The team, there were whispers, significant ones within the organization Wondering, like, does Colt even want to play? Like, like, and again, I'm not questioning his heart, but like, how much is he in it this year? How much is he really in it? Because right now, you need to be fully in it because Kyler Murray's not going to be back potentially for a quarter of the season plus, right? This is not a two-game band-aid. If it, if it was the Commanders in the Giants game, they would put Elmer's glue on Colt McCoy and say, go out there and give it. It's like, what's his name? Um, in the what's that movie called with um Al Pacino and, and company? I always reference it. Oh, and yeah, any given Sunday, any given Sunday. And they got the old timey quarterback, right? Dennis Quaid's out there playing on Moxie and yeah. you just can barely get through a half. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's Colt McCoy. That's it. Colt McCoy's Dennis Quaid in any given Sunday. But so, you think he's going to go into the halftime locker room and potentially in Washington and say, hey, it's 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 up to you, kid. Willie Beeman, aka Joshua Dobbs. We need a baby. I uh, I, but that's I, the thing. It's like ahead. we're not out here saying Joshua Dobbs, without a shadow of a doubt, is a starting caliber quarterback. We're not saying that. But I do think that Joshua Dobbs, they he fits the profile, and he fit it back in March when this team was him in March. He was was looking into what their options were going to be. And I don't think they fully knew the scope as far as where Colt McCoy was going to be physically because he was going through, you know, obviously off-season work that he had done from the battering that he took the previous year. And he's a year older. And his it just doesn't look like – Colt McCoy didn't have anything to give as far as arm strength. And you know, he, had, he had, you know, an arm issue. And now it just doesn't seem like physically arm – like arm strength-wise – he has enough to make the throws necessary to move an offense. And I think that the, the, the difference between like job uh, Dobbs and McCoy and, and tune, and it's like you, you get the kind of the perfect mix between Dobbs and McCoy. Don't you like, you, yes. need, you need, you need a little experience, but you also need some athleticism. You absolutely need to be able to make the throws. And I just think that like, they didn't give up a fifth round draft pick to bring him in a guy that they identified Earlier in the offseason, like it wasn't Jonathan Gannon, and I'm this is a complete hypo, hypothetical conversation that I'm saying happened this week. But when Colt McCoy struggled more this week, Gannon didn't say, Hey, go get me insurance. He didn't say, I doubt he said that. He said, We need to find somebody that can play quarterback. So let's turn our brains on for a second. <laughs> they know Joshua Dobbs is better right now than Colt McCoy. They knew that in March. But they wanted to hope that Kyler Murray would be ready. And at the same time, they talked themselves into Colt McCoy. The entire offseason, it's been the one omission from us, A plus from Monty Osborne and Jonathan Gannon. They did not, they bungled this in the short term and they have rectified it in the span of the last 24 hours. And we can thank our sweet baby boy DTR in Cleveland for making Joshua Dobbs expendable. That's the only reason this is happening. He, he was going to be QB two, and then they drafted DTR and he's had a phenomenal. Great. I hope DTR is in Cleveland for a long time. They were able to go and call Cleveland. They're like, Hey, 
you're going to keep your your boy from Chip Kelly's offense. They were going to release Kellen Mond yesterday. They they put him on waivers. They literally put right. him on waivers, and then they worked out a deal for Dobbs, and then they took Mond off waivers. So now he's QB three in Cleveland in in they, DTRs. The only back. reason Dobbs doesn't start Week One is if he doesn't pick up the offense quite fast enough yet. If if he for whatever reason if he shows some rust and he they just they feel like they can't they're going to script so many plays with this offense and I'm going to tell you right now part of the Minnesota game plan for the practice this week was scripted plays and Colt McCoy fumbled that too they literally scripted a bunch of plays against Minnesota's defense to run like a game scenario I have this source mm-hmm. and he botched it he's throwing interceptions he's inaccurate Think about what the commanders could do to Colt McCoy when they're having time to adjust, right? When Montez Sweat and company are coming at him 100 miles an hour and he's off script after that first drive. I mean, it's just you're waving the white flag at that point. And kudos to them. They didn't want to put Clayton Toon in a position to to expose himself and derail his development. Because I also think that plays a factor into this bow. Let Clayton Toon play as much as he wants tomorrow. Let Clayton Toon play two or three quarters and have a really nice end to his yeah. preseason which I think he very much deserves to make this team and has a chance to stick on this team a long time. Joshua Dobbs is your starter. Anybody who's telling you that Joshua Dobbs is not going to be the starter for this team before Kyler Murray comes back, whenever that is, is is not giving you accurate information. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a battle, but I think just where they are at this point in their careers, it's, it's just, it feels inevitable, right? Can I, I ask mean, you a question everybody's asking in the chat? I don't want to yeah. ignore the chat. So hypotheticals, early next week, likelihood that Colt retires, likelihood that Colt is cut on Tuesday. Give me some percentages on that, in your opinion. I, I don't think it's it's that likely. I think that there could be a scenario when Kyler comes back, when they have to make a decision as far as who's going to be the the fourth guy off the roster, who's who's the, who's the last guy out, right? I mean, because the way I view this is they're going to roll with three, uh, and you'll have Kyler remain on pop, is you'll yeah. have... As it stands right now, I view it as McCoy, Dobbs, Toon. And then you probably move off of David Blau. If you want to keep him on the practice squad, you could probably sneak him through, and then Jeff Driscoll's gone. But I, I don't think that Colt McCoy is going to take this as well. This was my shot. It's over. Like, I, there's still – look, it's not if, – if somebody takes a misstep or if somebody doesn't perform, you're right back in there starting football games. And I think you put Colt McCoy in the position where he's supposed to be a backup that can get you through a game or two, um, but not a quarter plus of the season. So I think I'm with you. Although you know how I feel like I think David Blau has proven more than Colt McCoy lately. I think he's got more upside with his ability outside the pocket. He can throw the ball downfield. Like I just out outside of pre-snap and the experience, like David Blau started NFL games. Like I I just, I just, it's hard for me. It's hard stuff. It's hard for me to see any benefit of starting Colt McCoy in the year of our football lord 2023. No, I, I mean I think that the, the the benefit I still maintain and, and you just want to get us back where we're not a unified front but like No, we are. I still I still think that you err on the side of experience over putting uh Clayton Tune out there too fast. I thought, you know, uh, Howard Balzer has a great article up right now, gophnx.com, and he has a scout's take on Clayton Toon. Uh, and, and as far as where he's kind of struggling right now, and, it, and it's a footwork issue, and, and he's not putting himself, uh, I, I guess, with his technique 
in in a good place to make solid throws consistently. And you know, with that, especially when when the lights are brighter in the regular season, that festers and that becomes turnovers and that becomes big big time problems. And that becomes lopsided scores and that becomes bad habits for young quarterbacks. And and then they they have short careers. You're it's doing right by Clayton Tune right now, huh? They're doing right by Clayton. Yeah, they Tune are. Right they absolutely are. I mean, this I is, think they view him as a future as an asset, no doubt yeah. about it. Don't don't screw up his development by throwing him out there. But anybody who tells you that Colt McCoy would have beaten out Joshua Dobbs if this if this had been a dogfight since March and April, does anybody think that Colt McCoy would have beaten out Joshua Dobbs not throwing every third day? Get get the hell out of here with that. There's no way ever that that would happen. And I know Joshua Dobbs just got beaten out by DTR. But Joshua Dobbs has looked very capable by all accounts but with the folks in Cleveland. To Bo's point, had very good tape from last year, has, has started in the NFL. And again, the familiar this is the move that made sense because of what? The familiarity with Petsine and company. Gannon lo- I was told Gannon loved Dobbs in March. That was the kind of quarterback they wanted. So we, we kept teasing it on this show, scrolling through Twitter, waiting for, for it to happen. It never happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are they doing? And then... Then Cleveland signs them for like a dollar. And then they're like, I guess we're going to go with Colt McCoy. And then they draft Clayton Toon. It just didn't make sense. They're getting it right, though. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this $5 super chat by by Brian. Just let JV, Johnny V play QB. Take us to the promised land. I promise you nobody wants that. I, I did play high school football. I was a, a running back for our team. We got second in state. It was fantastic. I, I cannot throw a football for the life of me. I can throw a Nerf football with my son in my pool. That is that is about it. I've seen that, and those are some ducks too. I Come mean, on, get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, the, the direct quote from uh, Howard Balzer's article, and, and he breaks down the, the flurry of moves that went down yesterday beautifully with tremendous insight and in, in how it impacts you know the Cardinals' salary cap. But he said, uh, quote, League scouts told PHNX that Toon has, quote, lots of fundamental issues, especially with his feet. And he needs to be better uh, in, in conceding that his uh, than conceding to a rookie fifth round pick. I, I mean, I think that that's that's so key as far as the rhythm, the timing, as far as the footwork goes in Drew Petzing's offense. And we've seen it on display when he's passing around. Is he? He's like right around fifty percent completion percentage in the preseason, and that's like when when you've got that against yeah. threes, fours, you know. And sometimes he's facing twos and ones, but for the most part, it's been like two, three, fours. Uh, it, that that kind of compounds itself. Well, I'm just starters. I'm excited not to have to talk about Clayton Tune starting for this team anymore because the argument became exponentially harder last after last weekend's game where he he was missing some throws and again he's had some receivers drop passes. Like I don't want I don't want to come on the show and backtrack and say people are down on him, but again, like on our post game show last week with our guy Britton Golden who's going to join us tomorrow for our coverage against Minnesota, like we were a unified front, like. Clayton Toon shouldn't be starting, but like neither should Colt McCoy. So if if I'm picking between these two guys, I guess I'll start Clayton Toon. And now we don't have to we don't have to entertain that really. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think if Clayton Toon sees the field now this year, it's going to be because somebody goes down. It's going to be a really unfortunate scenario. But um, you know, I my hope is that we do just we don't entertain Colt McCoy week one against the Commanders if we if we just give him the. Uh, you know, the senior pass here that you've been with us, the good soldier this offseason, you've helped us. We're going to give you the start. Like you're just, in my opinion, you're delaying the inevitable. I don't, I don't think that they, I don't think they're built like that, man. I mean, they'll, they'll give you the, the respectful nod as far as keeping it 
where you are in the depth chart, you know, in the preseason, but when like it comes Zach to Pascal. Yeah, like winning as far as when it comes to like how it's going to impact the game winning or losing football games, I just don't I don't think this this organization from top to bottom has an appetite for that. I, I like what Dana had to say here. Uh no one's saying Dobbs is QB one. Kyler is QB one. Um but uh, but injured, so QB two has to pretend to be QB one. That's how backups work. That's that's basically. I think that's where people kind of when they watch the show and they see us having spirited debate about who's quarterback one. Yes, Kyler Murray is quarterback one, and then like, <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, I mean so this when we say that Joshua Dobbs is, is he's the starting quarterback in the interim, I think is the consensus of this this program. He just like it just makes too much sense. Like the more that you would look into it. Like we talked about on yesterday's show, you can do similar things offensively with Kyler and Joshua Dobbs. They can yeah. both move. Kyler's has a supremely more gifted arm, but like Dobbs's arm isn't terrible. And then you also, you consider the fact that like Jacoby Brissett last year was a really nice complimentary quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. This year, he looks unwatchable as QB three or QB two in Washington. He, he, he Jake Fromm looks better than Jacoby Brissett. So that should give you immense confidence that Drew Petzing can go out and produce with a guy like Joshua Dobbs. It's the same skill set. They have very similar skill sets. Yeah, they, they really do. And, you know, I, I really liked what I saw from him, especially in the first half against the Jags in the finale last year. Uh, I, I think I, I put two two highlights from that on on my Twitter account last night. And uh, some good throws. This was a throw with touch. Uh, I think he was he was making some strong arm throws as well uh, to the no name receivers for for Tennessee. They did have Derrick Henry in that game. Um, they were setting up what Drew Petzing wants to do, where it's like second, third, and manageable. Right. Move the chains, keep the offense on the field, get your your defense, you know, enough. Uh, breath in their lungs to to play a, a series against the opposing offense. So I, th- I think that he just does so much of what they want from, from that position. And at this point in his, in, in his career and Colt McCoy's career, it's just, it just, it's, I don't think it's that close, especially when you start to look at it physically and in arm strength wise. I'll shoot my shot right now. Joshua Dobbs is going to start week one. Um, no. And I, I could be wrong. I, but, Based on what I've heard this offseason about Colt McCoy and what I've seen with my eyes, it just that's not a redeeming situation for for Colt McCoy. Um, and I, I love this from Arizona Animal play action, absolutely boot outs with Joshua Dobb on the move. I mean, there's a highlight going around right now. I think it was from last year, maybe from the preseason. But I mean, he's 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 running downfield about 40 yards. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's he has nice athleticism. He was a gifted college prospect. And he's incredibly bright. I know a lot of the local radio stations say we're banging on his, you know, rocket science prowess yeah. engineer like that. That's important. But he also has a high football intellect. You don't think yeah. Gannon and company? I mean, they're getting rid of people who they believe do not share their same philosophy football wise. Hello, Isaiah Simmons. Right? They're bringing guys in here <laughs> that are comparable to what they want in their film study room. And so I think, like, I'm, I'm disappointed they didn't have joshua dobbs this all offseason for yeah that, that is that i mean that continues to be you know i think the biggest thing you can point to where you felt like they fell short uh in in pre- preparing for this season i mean it just they nailed the draft i think they they've really done a solid job in ridding themselves of 
players from the previous regime and really getting this this roster in a place to where they can pivot go any direction they want and and get you know their scouting department fully deployed and scout the college ranks this season and take all that draft capital and really reshape this thing you know it's but then this quarterback position where you knew there's a strong possibility given when the injury occurred and when surgery went down for Kyler Murray that he wasn't going to be ready you know I just don't think that they anticipated where Colt McCoy was going to be as far as himself physically or or lack thereof um, and in staring down, you know, as many games as, as he might have to play or whoever you know, the quarterback is in the interim of Kyler Murray getting back. It's just, it, it was, there were a lot of variables, but at the same time, I don't think they get a, they get a complete pass for it. No. And again, that's what this show is about. It's about holding people accountable and praising this franchise when they deserve to be praised and getting, I mean, it was, what was that Wednesday? One of the most critical shows we've ever done, I've ever done in relation to how Gannon and I mean, those those throws and those highlights from Minnesota. I mean, they're lucky my guy to my right was not in Minnesota this week because I think it would have been exponentially worse for, for Colt McCoy. Because, I mean, we're cranking out the highlights at PHNX underscore Cardinals and like, like nobody else. DMZ out there. Right. Like that's DMZ what it would have been like. My cell phone just getting all the all the videos. <laughs> Well, and you've te- you've texted me that well, I haven't shared text messages from Bo Brock, not not all of them, and it's like, man, Colts having a really bad day, and then like th- th- those kind of days have happened, right? And we'll we'll be objective on this show, and we pounded the table Wednesday, but where I was incorrect, Bo, was I, I you know, I didn't think they they were going to make a change because they didn't make it they didn't make an addition when they had time in March, so how is this even viable now? Plus, you know. We, we had people asking us, is there a quarterback they could go sign? Of course not. Not at this time of the year. They, it was a special circumstance. Well, yeah. I mean, it was you had an eye on it as far as who could become could become available. Three I mean, backups, I think, but it takes two to tango. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, and the Browns were already kind of uh, posturing towards favoring DTR. They, they Like I said, they waved Kellen Mond. Uh, and, and maybe they were like, maybe, well, let's just see what happens. And it was but the wrong quarterback. Writers, not to interrupt you. Multiple legitimate Cleveland beat reporters, because this is something we follow, said even with DTR's play, we expect them to keep three quarterbacks and for Joshua Dobbs to be the number two quarterback on yeah. game day. Yeah. Now he's an Arizona Cardinal. It's great. So great. Uh, he's <laughs> the franchise Josh, quarterback, baby. Josh Rosen's still out there, according to Mars. Yeah. I mean, we could add a seventh. A seventh would quarterback to that room. Really, you just have a bunch of mid to below mid quarterbacks i can't for I, that spot it'd I, be like the bachelor he's like hey would you like will you take this rose and be our starting quarterback week one against the washington commanders i can't sit through statuesque quarterbacks for this franchise anymore i just i want somebody who can make plays with their feet and extend plays and i also think like we should do a, a rationale as to why this team could be better than people think if I if I did a list right now, it would be the run game and the offensive line. There have been many, many seasons where we've come into the year thinking this team could be above average playoff team, and they've been sunk by things that I think are going to be a plus for this team. Special team, offensive line, run game. I like the skill players. Like all Joshua Dobbs has to do is be a complimentary. You got to keep the train on the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's Colt McCoy's driven the train right into the dynamite and it's exploded and everybody's running for their life. That's what's happening right now. 
it's the cave is has collapsed right it's one of those old <laughs> looney tune cartoons it's like that's what it's been colt just keep the train on the tracks hit the open receivers doesn't have to be a big play i mean what can what can you say they just need somebody to manage the game and that's what joshua dobbs can do i'm going to help you manage your wallet right now as it relates to supremely entertaining merchandise from our friends at foco the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment with a product line that includes apparel accessories toys collectibles novelty items and more i love me my toys just like my jj bobblehead foco always has our back for arizona sports and they've got yours too get the best gear around by visiting foco.com and using the bonus code promo code phnx for all non-presale items bobrock we're going to save you 10 percent off again promo code phnx check out foco today those look unreal. Like Kyler Murray, you got D Baxter, you got KD there, Foco, 10% off all that. Ge- they got also gear. They've got officially licensed gear as well that you don't want to miss out on, uh, including Arizona Cardinals gear. Also, you don't want to miss out on the best deal of the season with our friends over at OG's Brands. They're teaming up not only with PHNX, but of course, the flowershopusa.com, the flower shop, the dispensary, the locations all around the valley. You can save yourself 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams go to the flowershopusa.com place an order online but you have to do it for pickup use that discount code phnx at checkout and they're going to give you that 25 percent off it's exclusive to our phnx listeners and viewers it's only available for online orders that are picked up in person discount code phnx is active until the end of the month august 31st so go get it and continue to flavor your life with the flower shop and of course our friends over at og's brands um okay lots of good stuff topic 64 friend of the program I like Dobbs. We can now move that ball up and down the field now. Absolutely. I again, I'm I'm just sad it took this long ball because I I would have loved to have seen him in the preseason because I mm-hmm. I think now when we see Joshua Dobbs, it's going to be at some point, hopefully early in the regular season. Yeah, Dobbs, a pretty uninspiring preseason this year. Obviously, the uh, the freight train from hell was DTR. He'd come in there and he obviously steal headlines. And I think he was like eight for sixteen with a pick for seventy seven yards. Um, but it was I, I don't think Cleveland had its needed to see a lot of Dobbs. There's somebody that they liked from his previous preseason with them. What they saw on tape from Tennessee at the end of the season last year, and they felt pretty comfortable with him playing the Jacoby Brissett role that they had is to back up Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. And then DTR came out, lit the world on fire, and they they could pivot. And they can now, for the next four years, with a, with a fifth-round rookie-scale contract, they can lean on DTR because they have to pay every single dollar that's owed to Deshaun Watson because it's guaranteed all $232 million of it. So that, that becomes a, a good option for them. So... And it became a good option for the Arizona Cardinals from him him coming over. I, I'm not too concerned about the pedestrian numbers. Um, it, let, let's see if he can get up to speed. You know, Howard Balzer made the the uh, you know he's concerned about he hasn't worked with the receivers yet. Is it too close to to week one for that? Um, we had uh, I think who was it Jalen Blair made the same comment today in the chat. I think that you know that's something to, to develop rapport with these guys. But you know what I've seen with from uh, Greg Dortch, Rondell Moore, Michael Wilson, even Hollywood Brown, when he's out there, you know, I think that these guys get open enough to where if you have any type of accuracy, you can make, if you can put throws where they need to be, uh, you're going to be able to move the football. 
you know, we're all conditioned to what we saw under Cliff Kingsbury, which was timing and precision precision needed from mm-hmm. Kyler Murray and extending plays to, to move the ball between the twenties. Whereas, I mean, this offense has got Cleveland and, and San Francisco vibe Shanahan esque and what do they do? It's like easy throws for the quarterback, open receivers. Right. And we we've seen it even in the first kind of couple possessions here, Colt McCoy has missed open throws to Trey McBride and, and Hollywood Brown that you, and with, with pristine pockets, by the way, with Paris Johnson jr. And DJ Humphreys. So like they just, it's just unacceptable. You just can't have that. You got to make the throws that are there to be made. And the biggest reason that Colt McCoy, I think is not going to be starting right now for this franchise. It's not injury concerns. It's not arm strength. His accuracy has, has plummeted. This was a well, guy. I think that's that, the arm strength thing. I think okay. what so was once together. there, you know, timing and, and arm strength. It's just like what, what he could usually get away with and have a throw beyond target. Uh, I think he just doesn't possess the arm strength to, I mean, we've seen a lot of it. I mean, you, you saw it on third and two with Trey McBride, a ball behind him. And then you saw in the scrimmages, there was a couple examples on, on film of balls behind wide receivers where I think maybe he thought, okay, he's, he's used to the last, you know, 14 years of him throwing a ball and it being there and get having that timing down to where I just don't think he's got that arm strength. Yeah. Um, really good questions in the chat. I know we focused a lot on the quarterbacks today. I want to get to some of these other comments here. Um, Bo, do you think this is from junior in the chat? Do you think Monty's going to prioritize D line players after roster cuts are over? I think, I think they'll claim at least one. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, I, I don't think he's going to prioritize any position over the other. He's just going to look for, for good players. And I, NFL.com had a good write-up on guys who could be on the chopping block, and there are some interior offensive linemen that are, are intriguing. I know the, the Jets have a surplus of running backs. I think that that's still a position outside of the top two guys that you have in James Conner and Keontae Ingram that you would want to add some depth to. Uh, and then like Cleveland is, is throwing around the idea that Anthony Schwartz might not make that team. And I think like Drew Petzing would probably want Monty Ossifort to go up and scoop, scoop up, you know, one of the faster guys in the draft a couple seasons ago out of Auburn. I think Anthony Schwartz, good size, good speed. I'm sure Drew Petzing wouldn't mind having a familiar name added to the back, you know, the bottom of the depth chart as far as his receiving core goes. Uh, yeah, I think receiving, Receiver is an interesting one. Running back is obviously one to, to watch for if they can get a starting caliber back or, or a backup to, to James Conner, even though Keontae Ingram looked good last week. Uh, what about this, Bo? We, we haven't had a chance to talk about the ramifications of Isaiah Simmons no longer being on this team. It's crazy yeah. to say that now. Didn't think that was going to be a reality quite this soon. Does Keetro Clark become the nickel corner? Is he CB2? I think this allows Jalen Thompson, who is the superior safety to Isaiah Simmons, to play safety with Buda Baker, and then you just kind of let the chips fall where it may with Keytrail and Antonio Hamilton and company. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Keytrail is continuing to make the case for CB2. I think JG, Nick Rollis love his competitiveness, and of course that comes with the the the, the learning curve, the lumps that you're going to take with having six-round rookie out there, but you know, I think they would err on the side of, of getting this guy up to speed, developing a player that they really like, um, you know, to, to answer topic 64, I think that he probably is, is one of your starting outside corners. And then you figure out who's, who's, I, you know, I think Jalen goes back to his more comfortable position where, but I think he was more than capable of playing the slot if necessary, but they, it turns out they were just trying to showcase Isaiah Simmons 
They'll get JT back up to where his, his normal spot, and then they'll probably find somebody with more of a coverage skill set to play the the slot nickel corner position. Yeah, and Garrett Williams is a name that's going to enter the chat here soon. He's literally entering our chat right now. But, uh, you know, that's the name we're, we're not talking about right now as it relates to coming off of Pup. And I, you know, what if I pose the, this, this scenario to you both? Does, like, does the ascension of Keytrail Clark, and I think Antonio Hamilton's played better lately, um, and they could always claim a guy or two, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with our boy out of Valvasta State, Christian Matthew. Um, does Keytrail Clark's play this, this preseason, this training camp, allow the team to be a little bit more patient with Garrett Williams and leave him on pup, or are they just going to follow the initial plan that they had? Because, I mean, we've seen him. I mean, he looks good um, for, for what we are allowed to report. Is there not a sense of urgency now for, thanks to the sixth rounder out of Louisville? No, I mean, I still think you need to figure out who your guys are in the in the cornerback room. I mean, they'll probably add a backup safety as well. I don't know if he's on the roster yet behind Buddha and behind JT. Mm-hmm. But then, like, this, this when Garrett Williams comes back, I think it's, it's as far as where he, long-term he projects, it's a great question because – you know, he probably does go to that nickel spot. And then you've got Garrett Williams on the outside starting opposite Marco Wilson. And then Marco Wilson, we've outlined that this season's huge. As, as you look at a mass exodus of Kime drafted players, like nothing is, is given here. And I think that Marco's shown a lot. And I think that JG and Rollis really like him. But it's this is a pivotal season for a guy going into his third year. Uh, let's talk about who needs to prove what ahead of tomorrow's matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. But before I want to remind everybody, it's your definitive Arizona Cardinal coverage here at PHNX Cardinals. In the meantime, you can check out Howard Balzer and his fantastic work at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Pick up a free hat and or shirt. Every year you're a diehard. Love this Bird Gang shirt. Even though I'm burnt to a crisp and my nose matches the red <laughs> on this shirt, I want to make sure everybody sees that. And see number 83, Greg Dorsch. We're going to get Greg on the podcast uh, as soon as we can, it was a tough week to connect with Greg because they were in Minnesota. They were they're, they're prepping for the game tomorrow. I think Greg's going to have a fantastic showing. Of course, he always does. But again, you want to be locked in to everything we got going on at gophnx.com and the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You will not be sorry that you get it. I can't wait till my Greg Dorch t-shirt comes in the mail. I'm going to rep it every single football Sunday. Check it out right there, number 83. Uh, you know, we kicked around the idea, like we want Greg Dorch to be number 83 because I think it suits him well, but number nine, Isaiah Simmons is available. Is that reserved for Joshua Dobbs? You think probably right. I guess you've got Driscoll with a quarterback number. You've got Blau with the quarterback number. Yeah. So we'll see what, what they do. I mean, Dobbs is worn like 15. I think he's, he's all over the place. I don't think yeah. he's got a, I think he just wants a Jersey. Yeah. He'll wear 50 like Teddy Bridgewater did. I don't think it's legal in the regular season, but I think he just wants a jersey and, and a chance. So, yeah, I, I think we stick with 83 with our guy Dorch, and then we'll see if somebody grabs that number nine. Those single digits are they're valuable in the NFL. Isaiah Simmons, man, it's, it's, it's still crazy. He's not on the roster anymore, at least for a couple more weeks. I mean, that, to, to be gone after that preseason game, I know we covered it in depth yesterday. Check out those shows if you haven't already. But, um, yeah, they're going to take the field. And it, it literally is we're, we're roughly five days away from the cut down to 53 to what this roster mostly is going to look like during the season. They'll make some moves over the waiver wire, but this is the team. And so, Bull Brock, uh, in the final dress rehearsal, I had a commander's week one. What are you watching for against Minnesota tomorrow? 
Yeah, I think you're you're watching for guys on that defensive line. You're looking for the defensive group to the front seven to have a rebound game, uh, where the Chiefs kind of said, "Hey, this is the big leagues right here. Like this is this isn't like the the hodgepodge that the the Broncos." marched out there preseason week one where you had success. You had eight quarterback hits and two sacks where, you know, all four of the quarterbacks for Kansas city came away with clean uniforms there. Nobody had to wash those uniforms after the game. So I think that your defensive front has a lot to prove those, those members in the secondary, they have a lot to prove too. And then I think that, you know, who the guys are as far as the wide receivers go, you, you know, the playmakers from Hollywood Brown to Michael Wilson, to Greg Dortch, to Rondell Moore, uh, you got to figure out, you know, do you carry one more, two more of those guys like Andre Bacellia? It's a big game for him. It's going to be, I don't even know if he's, he's fully healthy. We'll see. Um, you know, Daniel Arias, guys like that, Davian Davis, Caden Davis, it's, this is a, a game for those guys to show up, see if they can grab a roster spot. Um, it's, it's really going to be key for those fringe roster players tomorrow, more so than guys who've, who've been practicing with the ones. Uh, I think they've weeded out some of the guys that, you know, were ones and then dropping down the depth chart a little bit. Shard Lawrence is somebody that I think has to show up. He probably becomes, you know, somebody that has to play for a roster spot tomorrow. Uh, I, I would love to see Keontae Ingram run the football effectively again, but the number one thing, I, I can't wait to watch Clayton Toon play free and easy now. I think with the burden of QB1 kind of off his shoulders because he has been competing. He's been playing with the ones. Uh, over the course of the practice during the week with Minnesota. I, I mean, we're not at practice, unfortunately, but but we have seen and heard that he's he's made his mark. He's had a couple of re- quality red zone appearances against Minnesota, thrown a couple touchdowns to our guy, Greg Dorch. I think he threw a long bomb to Michael Wilson that's, that I saw on Twitter earlier this week. So I just I would love to see Clayton Toon put together his most complete performance because then I think it really – help solidify this quarterback room pre Kyler Murray. I, I think the, the franchise will be comfortable with Dobbs and Clayton tune. I could be wrong, but I just, I I've been of the mindset Clayton tune has had the better preseason and training camp, frankly, between he and, and Colt McCoy. And I think unlike Colt McCoy, Clayton's only going to get better. The yeah. exposure, the experience going through his you know preparation. And now somebody comparable to him, like Dobbs, they share very similar skill sets. I, I think will be good for him to, to be around. So Clayton Toon, and then, of course, you know, can we get our guy Greg Dorch into the end zone? He's a preseason menace in, in, in the, as it relates to scoring touchdowns. He was robbed of one last week, but last year he had a multiple touchdown game. So, yeah, a yeah. lot, lot of good stuff. And then, again, to your point, how many ex-Kime players are, are fighting for jobs tomorrow? That would be interesting you, to see. You know who had a really good week in Minnesota and there weren't a whole lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball was uh, Jesse Lucetta. Yeah. He, had a, he was all over the place. I think he had a scoop and score. I think he batted down a couple of balls. I think he had a pick. Former Penn State product is somebody that, you know, when asked about it, Nick Rollis said, what do you like about Lucetta? And he just said violence in the press conference. And it's just like, okay. Uh, so he kind of fits a little bit of a lot of what they want to do, you know, and with, with opportunities. Well, we see a BJ Ujolari appearance oh, tomorrow. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Uh, and then like those guys, you know, on the back end of the outside linebacker pass rush positions like Lucetta, Dumakeji, uh, you know, can can one of those guys make a case for to make to take up a roster spot come Tuesday? Any word on Maje Sanders? Did he practice this week and how close is he to returning? I think anytime like they're putting on full pads and they're full go, he still is they're they're Sitting proceeding out. cautiously. And so but when it's uh when it's a light day and it's not no shells 
he's he's usually practicing. So it's really going to be interesting to see how they approach, you know, come Tuesday, like see somebody that they could potentially, you know, they can't put they never put him on the pup. There's no opportunity there, but does he get IR'd with a designation to return? Mm-hmm. Or is he a guy that makes the roster and, and they think is going to be ready come week one against against Washington? That outside linebacker pass rush group is really interesting because you got a guy, you got guys with high draft pick, you know, labels to them, people that are hurt that we're expecting a lot out of just haven't been participating. Ojalari, Cameron Thomas missed some time, although we feel comfortable in his his role, Majay Sanders. And then Dennis Gardeck left the preseason game last week against the Chiefs. So, uh, and then of course, Zayvon Collins, a converted inside linebacker. Tons of headlines, storylines ahead of tomorrow's game. And of course, your premier Arizona Cardinal coverage, Bull Brock, here is at PHNX Cardinals. We kick off tomorrow, the pregame show leading you up to 10 o'clock kickoff. Our show begins at 9 30 from the PHNX studios in downtown Phoenix. Myself, Bull Brock, our newest team member. Britton Golden, we're going to give you the action live at 9.30 throughout the course of the game. Then we will do our post-game show, maybe with some Final 53 roster predictions, Bo Brock. Fired up for our first three-game post, three-man post-game show. Yeah, it's going to be elite. Can't wait to do it. Get BG's thoughts on some of these guys fighting for spots tomorrow and even the quarterback battle that's going to ensue all the way until the season opener, until Jonathan Gannon names a starter you can find all that info, all that coming your way right here on PHNX Cardinals. Don't miss anything. We're making sure you're subscribed to this YouTube channel, PHNX underscore sports, and on all your socials. Have a great weekend. Well, I guess like less. Are we like, we're almost like just 18 don't, hours out. Just don't refresh the page. Just just stay right <laughs> here on, on YouTube, PHNX sports. Get that bell. Go have, a, go have a couple four peaks tonight yeah. and then meet us in the morning. We'll be right there with you. Almost 12 hours from now, yeah. we're going to be going live again because that's how we do it. It's your premier Arizona Cardinal coverage. Real quick, Bo, we had somebody ask in the chat, any chance Colt McCoy plays tomorrow? Yeah, I think there's a very real chance. I think the competition's heating up. I think he sees a couple series tomorrow. Out there, Colt. Don't you think? That'd be great. I would love to see that. Go compete, Colt. If not, if not, there's something to talk about there, too, as well. Uh, we'll have it for you tomorrow morning. Have a great Friday night. We'll talk to you Saturday at a.m. Kegs and eggs in Cardinals football. Can't wait.